0: All right, here we go. It's Monday again, which means we get to discuss a little sports with you here on the Sportsbook on 760 WJR. Nice to have you with us. I'm Steve Courtney.
1: What's up?
0: What's happening? (laughs)
1: Jamie Edmonds here.
0: Look at you over there. Uh, What a weekend it was.
1: What a weekend.
0: I know uh, a lot of Michigan fans who uh, have like half a voice. That's all. (laughs)
1: are still hungover?
0: it was horse city yeah throw a little hangover in there too uh we'll talk about that this that and the other thing coming up uh introductions continue uh blake is here blake what's going on there man
2: i'm i'm still yeah i know yeah (laughs) hung over i i don't i can't watch michigan games and indulge in any beverages i have to be locked in Oh, wow. You're serious. Yeah, you know, on,
0: on behalf of your lovely lady friend, you must have been extremely annoying.
2: <laughs> I was screaming at the television the entire game. And she comes in and just says, you are the most embarrassing human I've ever met in my life. And I said, it's called passion.
0: Uh-huh. Now, get the out. the wedding's still on? <laughs> it's still on. <laughs> okay. Well, some, you know, kind of take pride in acting like they've been there before. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, bring on Sir Nick Roddy, uh, who puts this mess together. What's going on there, Nicholas?
3: Hi, how's it going? Good evening.
0: What's happening?
3: I'm one of those people kind of like Blake who has to watch big games by themselves. I don't like watching with other people. I want to stay. I get right that. The TV and, and have it in my, yeah, locked in all my attention towards the television
0: and you can curse at will
3: and yeah. not offend. I will say and, and big games, a couple, uh, fist pumps, and not get in the way of anyone else, not get anyone in danger.
0: Right, I get
1: it. I will say big games. I like to hear the audio of the calls and the announcers and everything else, and not go yes. to like a bar and not be able to hear the audio.
0: Well, I don't know. There's never really a bad time to be at a bar <laughs> when you when you slice it and dice it. Uh, but look, here's the bottom line. Um, it was a hell of a performance uh, by. Your Michigan Wolverines, uh, 45-23, getting their first win at the Shoe since 2000. Uh, Now they have dominated the Buckeyes in consecutive years. And I was reading this interesting piece. There's so much written about this rivalry uh, last week. That should Ohio State lose, and they did, uh, that that would place their head coach, Ryan Day, on the hot seat. I think he is now uh, 1-2 against Michigan. I don't see that being the case, but we are living literally in a winner or else society. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a bit of an overreaction, but I do know that that was the discussion in Ohio circles on the radio that they want him gone now. I mean, let's relax.
0: Well, it just doesn't go over very well at all uh, to lose consecutive years uh, to the uh, to the uh, rival. Uh, but I think what this particular game boiled down to, and I wasn't able to watch a whole lot of the second half, I was getting ready for uh, Michigan State Penn State. But uh, you know, kudos to JJ McCarthy. Uh, a lot was made about Blake Corum and the injury and how available he would be. Wasn't available that much at all. So first things first, would he be able to put this game on his back from a throwing standpoint? I know some diehard Wolverine fans who were even questioning that. And boy, did he answer the bell. 12 of 24, 263 yards, those three touchdowns, all for 40 or more yards. It's never happened in the 105-year history of this rivalry.
1: I think Ohio State was playing for the run, and then McCarthy sort of made them pay. He was shaky when he came out. He was three of nine, something like that. But I think he really settled in, and kudos to him. What's he, a sophomore? Yeah. go into the shoe and have a, a performance like that when you knew people were doubting you and your your abilities?
0: Well, and Donovan Edwards uh, kind of picked up the slack a little bit, didn't he? 22 carries, 216 yards to go along with two scores and uh, had that nice little 85-yard scamper. So, uh, it, it was, hey, it was a complete game for Michigan. Did what they had to do, and uh, in the process, again, they went at the shoe for the first time in some 22 years.
1: Yeah, and back-to-back wins for the first time in a long time in this uh, rivalry. So good for Michigan. They say that they still have plenty in the tank, and they have to if they if their goals are still in front of them.
0: Well, and here's the thing. The, the, the byproduct of this, and I don't think it was much of a shock if you're a Michigan fan, uh, Cade McNamara, uh, who took them pretty much to the promised land a year ago, uh, suffered an injury, uh, lost his starting job, uh, he has entered the entered the transfer portal.
1: Shocking to nobody. Good for him.
0: Absolutely nobody. Yeah. You know, and, and you're right, James. Uh, good for him. Um, because at the time, you know, there was all sorts of scuttlebutt. You know, going with J.J. McCarthy, okay, Jim Harbaugh is going to do what he thinks is best for this team. But I don't think we've ever encountered it uh, locally and or otherwise where you had a guy in Cade McNamara who took you to places that you hadn't been in a long time? Did he ever do anything to lose his starting no. job? No,
1: he took the Wolverines to their first Big Ten title since two thousand four, and they're like, "Thank you very much. We're going to replace you."
0: Well, uh, kind more of felt I, bad for him. Well, yeah, I mean, from what I understand, he's a great kid, and uh, you know, this is an option, obviously, these days that transfer portal. So, uh, hopefully, good things happen to him. Uh, meanwhile, with that nice win over the Buckeyes uh the redone AP coaches poll uh looking like this Georgia remains number 1 Michigan comes in at 2 the uh horn frogs of TCU at 3 USC at 4 Ohio State 5 Alabama at 6 now it's interesting because the updated CFP rank uh will be out tomorrow uh there are those under the impression that even if Michigan loses and Uh, to Purdue in the conference championship, they would still make their way into the uh, final four.
1: Yeah, well, I think they could be the number one team coming in on Tuesday. I mean, they could. Their best win over OSU is better than Georgia's best win, which was home against Tennessee. They also have a better second win than Georgia. They beat number eight Penn State when Georgia beat number 15 Oregon. So why couldn't they be number one?
0: See, this, this is where... I'm so happy every day that I have nothing to do with that CFP business because it wasn't that long ago, probably two weeks, three weeks ago. The The scuttlebutt was, eh, you know, Michigan, they're going to have a hard time moving forward because of the non-conference schedule. right? UConn, Hawaii, whoever else they played, uh, two of the weaker programs in all of college football. Um, it doesn't appear as though as we get to the famous final scene, that it's going to have an impact whatsoever.
1: Well, the truth is that SEC teams pad their, their uh, schedules as well. So when you look at it side by side, I was looking at it today, it looks like Michigan has the better wins than Georgia.
0: Well, and here's where I have a problem with the Big Ten, and it's going to be interesting to see what goes down uh, once USC and UCLA get in the mix. Uh, Michigan and Purdue, uh, they haven't played since 2017. That was a 28-10 Michigan win in West Lafayette. Uh, the Boilermakers went 8-4 and four with wins over Illinois, Northwestern, and Indiana over the final three weeks to clinch the Big Ten West division. Keep in mind, all Iowa had to do at home, Friday night, senior night, the whole darn deal, was beat Nebraska, and they didn't. We so, could have
1: had a repeat from last year's Big Ten championship.
0: Yeah, and so Purdue, they will make their first ever appearance in the Big Ten title game. And I think in a perfect world, you would have Michigan and Ohio State in a redo. If you're talking about the two best teams in the conference,
1: yeah,
0: from a record standpoint, wins, losses, that's all, that this is the way it should be. And keep in mind, no team from the Big Ten West... Has ever won. Ever.
1: Yeah, they did not. That whole division is not good, usually, right? It's whoever comes from the East.
0: Well, and what's going to happen? Have you heard anything, Nicholas, about uh, what's... I've heard some theories about what's going to transpire once you get USC and UCLA in a mix. I've heard that they will do away with divisions, and it's the top two teams. Then I've heard USC will go to the West... Uh, UCLA to the East or vice versa.
3: Yeah, I've heard about the same, but I I don't know if you can just in this off season dramatically change the divisions. I mean, your rivals are your rivals, Michigan, Michigan state, Ohio state, Penn state, they all want to play each other. Right. So I, I think that's kind of what you have to deal with. If you want to keep playing your rivals like that. And a lot of people are also talking about whether any of these four teams, if they lose, could be bumped out of the college football playoff. Uh, It's happened before. Michigan and and, uh, USC. They're all in the conference championship game. And and Ohio State and Alabama might be next.
0: Well, um, here's what we're looking at. Uh, It all gets going Friday night, uh, 8 o'clock kick, at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas with the uh, Pac-12 championship, Uh, number 14 Utah, number 6 USC. I'll tell you what, this Caleb Williams watching that USC Notre Dame tilt, this kid is for real. He struck a Heisman pose. What are you going to do?
1: <laughs> I want to go back to what Nick said. Why should these teams be penalized for playing an extra game? They're the best in their conference, so they're going to play and then get penalized and knocked out. I don't think that's right.
0: Well, you know what? It. it I think the formula, um, you know, we all know strength of schedule is supposed to come into play. This is supposed to come into play. That's supposed to come into play. Um, but as we discussed earlier, as far as uh, Michigan goes, it was a horrifically easy non-conference schedule. Honestly. Now, at this particular point in time, I would have a hard time thinking that if they, and it's not going to happen. There's just no way. You should never say no way. But anyway, losing to Purdue. Okay, they're out. You would think?
1: Well, I just don't think that should be the case.
3: Yeah, I'm with Jamie. I I don't think you can. I mean, Ohio State's probably going to slide down to five if Michigan loses to Purdue. But Purdue is unranked. Yeah, but how can you take Ohio State over Michigan when they just played one week prior? Right, they played against each other.
0: Well, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, is under the impression, and he's very adamant, that. uh, and by the way, we'll have more on Kevin Warren coming up here. Um, very adamant that Michigan and Ohio State should be in the final four.
1: I mean, there could be a rematch in the college football playoff yeah. if they really want to put Ohio State in there.
0: but I mean, look at it, in, in the big twelve, you've got number twelve Kansas State, number four TCU All right, so you've got a ranked team against the number four team in the country. So if TCU loses, I think you could easily make the case if you're a horn frog fan. Hey, Kansas State's pretty good. Right. Same thing with uh, what's going on in the SEC. Number one, Georgia, undefeated. They get number five, LSU. Same argument. If Georgia loses to LSU, Bulldog Nation's going to say, hey. Right. You know, so now what? I don't know what goes on behind closed doors.
1: I'm actually with you. I'm happy I don't have to make this decision.
0: Oh, (laughs) this would be uh, insanity. And I know there's a formula, and they discuss it year in and year out uh, to be as accurate as possible. Uh, but you know, we'll see. I'll tell you what; it's exciting as hell. There's no question about it.
1: The Wolverine should just blow out Purdue, and then there's no discussion.
0: I think you can uh, bank on that. Honestly, uh, I just Purdue's been up and down all year, and and, and you know, it, it, you, you go to that on any given day. Philosophy, I get that, I understand it, right. um but uh, I think this is pretty much a done deal. And then, by the way, uh, eight o'clock on uh, Saturday night, it's the ACC championship. You got the Big Ten and the ACC championship going on at the same time. I, I don't get it. uh Number eight, Clemson. Number seventeen, North Carolina. So that one from Charlotte. All right, we're gonna take a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk uh, some Michigan State football. Uh, there was a decision handed down by the Big Ten today as it applies to the Spartans and what went down in Ann Arbor on that fateful day. We'll have that and more as we continue. It's the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. Indeed, as always, thank you so very much to our good, good friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for uh, helping us put this uh, radio program to possibility. And uh, much appreciated. Uh, now, Jamie. Uh, Mel Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans go on the road happy valley not very happy as it turns out as the uh, Spartans fall to uh, number 11 Penn State 35-16. I thought uh, doing the uh, uh, festivities from the uh, Spartan Media Network studios in East Lansing I, I, I thought that they competed and when you had Mel Tucker come out last week and say look For the last three weeks, we haven't been able to hit except on game day because we don't have enough healthy bodies. Uh, I thought they knew what the mission was to win number six, uh, become bowl eligible, and live happily ever after. But just didn't happen.
1: I mean, it's tough. They were down a lot of players, and they just couldn't compete with Penn State. And like I said last week, I mean, what bowl would they even get into? I know it was pride and for the seniors and the extra practices and such, but... It just wasn't their year. Regroup. The players are reinstated, six of them at least, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, more on that coming up. Um, But I thought it was uh, kind of interesting. And, and, uh, you know, football is a uh, sudden change game. There's no question. So you go back to the end of regulation in the loss to Indiana at the woodshed on a missed 22-yard field goal. Uh, You have Jack Stone, Spartans trailing late first half, 14-0. It's a 51 yarder, a 51 yarder. And I'm thinking to myself, self, (laughs) isn't this the way it goes?
1: Right. Well, I don't know. I just think everyone had such high hopes with an 11 win season the year prior. It just wasn't sustainable. You didn't have K-9. And obviously now we know how much they relied on him seeing the season that was this year
0: yeah there's no question and then you lose linebacker darius snow xavier henderson was out for a while uh jacob slade goes down for a minute uh you know and again i'm not making any excuses uh nor does mel tucker uh it was what it was and you know in that tilt you go back to 10 52 left there's 21 16
1: right they you were know. in it
0: yeah peyton Thorne, As you
1: said they competed
0: to uh, two yard scamper and you're thinking okay and then Penn State separates two TDs in 35 seconds, and the Spartans, again, didn't help themselves out in the turnover department. They had a pick and uh, two fumbles lost, which led to 14 Penn State points. Uh, now, onto what you're uh, discussing there, partner, and that is uh, what came down from the Big Ten today. Uh, they hand down to Michigan State the largest fine the conference has ever handed out in the wake of that uh, postgame altercation on October 29th in A-squared, $100,000, as a matter of fact. Uh, The Big Ten Conference has a standard of excellence, both academically and athletically, that has been built over 127 years. This is the Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren uh, mentioning this in a statement. Our standards require that our student-athletes, coaches, and staff members represent the conference and their member institutions with the highest level of decorum and sportsmanship. We are taking disciplinary action and will continue to work with our member institutions to strengthen their game day procedures and ensure our honored traditions. And then, James from uh, Mel Tucker and Athletic Director Alan Haller, we accept the findings from the Big Ten Conference and are ready to move forward as a football program. We are committed to supporting our student-athletes and will continue to do so throughout this process.
1: Okay. So they say that Michigan State has fined $100,000. I get it. You can't have players fighting like that. Mm. So they're trying to deter this from happening in the future. This, the headline says, UM also reprimanded. But what does that mean?
0: Well, according to Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel, who I've got nothing but respect for, known Ward a long, long time, the reprimand came because of the creeper who reached out and touched Mel Tucker's head while Mel was leaving via the tunnel.
1: When I read the Big Ten's release, I thought they were reprimanded for not adequately figuring this out with the teams going up the tunnel. But you say no. It's creeper related.
0: It, it, from what uh, Ward Manuel is saying. Uh, I don't think the reprimand carried over to what I think the gist of the problem is. And uh, I have discussed this with some um, longtime friends in Ann Arbor. The ball was dropped, Uh, whether they're going to admit to it publicly or not. The ball was dropped. If the uh, field security, the event security...
1: Operations guy.
0: ...did what they were supposed to do, because there's 140 of them walking around in windbreakers. (laughs) Let me tell you something. When you get a windbreaker and a walkie-talkie, that's got to mean something. officially officially. (laughs) I mean, so if... They see Green and McBurrows walking up the tunnel at an inopportune time, which it was if they would have stopped him and said, no.
1: Yeah, right. Get back here. Hold on.
0: Because your team's out there celebrating. After, by the way, there were some flare-ups immediately following the game.
1: There were issues in this tunnel. The problem is they knew it, you know. Ohio State last year, Penn State this year, and obviously Michigan State this year.
0: Uh, the Big Ten also extended the suspension of redshirt sophomore Kari Crump. Another eight games on top of the four he's already served. Uh, the six other players, Jamie, you talk about, including redshirt sophomore Etavian Brown, uh, junior Angelo Gross, redshirt junior Justin White, senior Brandon Wright, freshman Zion Young, and senior Jacoby Windman uh, were charged with one count kind of aggravated assault and were suspended for the final four games of the season. However, uh, they, with what's going down today, have been immediately reinstated.
1: Because they, for time served, they've already done it.
0: So uh, Magnum TI, Tom Izzo, fresh back from Oregon, uh, and the thrilling win over Portland last night is beside himself with the $100,000 fine. Because, you know, there's a lot of folks that are trying to get the answers to the ones we've already asked. You know, if you're going to reprimand Michigan and hold them responsible, which is what should be done, because if you don't, then there's going to be more problems in the tunnel next season. Right. And right after the uh, Spartan tilt, they come out and say, well, we are going to redo our protocol. We are going to put more emphasis on halftime and end of game. And as I've said before, I've got no background in security, (laughs) but I could have this handled
1: in two seconds. Done. Yeah. It seems like a missed opportunity for the big 10 to come out.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: A deterrent for the players by finding Michigan state, a hundred thousand dollars. But then, you know, you have to talk about the operations of the stadium. I think too.
0: Well, and if, again, if they don't address it and what was there? Three tunnel flare ups this year in the now-legendary Lloyd Carr Tunnel. And it's easy to say, well, we've never had a problem before, but we are in different times here. And you better address the situation. In particular, an in-state rivalry, and everybody goes on and on and on about this Michigan State-Michigan game, the backyard brawl. You take the good, you take the bad, and you take the ugly. But if you don't learn Right. from the ugly, then shame on you.
1: Well, that's the definition, right, of insanity. You have to not keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result.
0: When I was walking up that tunnel afterwards, you know, there's all sorts of emotions and, you know, everything as we saw on the field. And I'm walking up, and I'm walking literally as close as I am to you right now, Jamie, next to Jamon Green. And I've been in that tunnel a gazillion times. Yeah. And I'm thinking, (laughs) didn't security see what went down on the field?
1: You should have grabbed a windbreaker and taken control. And
0: I'm thinking, how how is he here? Yeah. And the dude is spitting venom. All right, big win for you, fella. Okay, I get it. But I didn't witness the main fuse being lit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but if the Michigan players and McBurroughs on video is the one that is seen going out of his way to get up the tunnel. Right. While we're leaving. Right. So this is a recipe for disaster. So if Michigan, one of the foremost universities in our nation, doesn't take it upon themselves to make drastic changes. And when I say that, I'm just saying, look, at halftime. The visitor's bench is right in front of the tunnel. Right there. Okay, you leave first.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this. It's pretty easy to hold one team back. And that's Izzo's point. Izzo came out and said, I think, to get a $100,000 fine, fine, but then the other school gets reprimanded. What does that even mean? So that was his point of view.
0: Yeah, reprimanded. Not uh, being chastised and being held accountable for what I think was an egregious error, honestly. So, we'll see. All right, I could go on for hours, but nobody wants to hear that. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about your Detroit Lions and what went down on uh, Thanksgiving Day and where the Lions go from here. We'll have that and more as we continue with the sports book here on Seven Sixty WJR. All right, I know it was like four days ago. Um, but I know there's still some rumblings about the Lions falling late to the Buffalo Bills 28-25 there at Fort Field on Thanksgiving Day. It was uh, Tyler Bass hitting the tie-breaking 45-yard field goal with two seconds left. Um, another coulda, shoulda, woulda.
1: The Lions had an opportunity here to steal one from one of the best teams in the league, and it was exciting to watch. It was meaningful football on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, and then you had uh, some unfortunate mistakes. Uh, Roughing the passer at an inopportune time. If there is an opportune time, I don't know. Uh, Jamal Williams putting the ball on the ground, you just don't see it that often. Um, The safety, uh, certainly. You know, everything, as uh, Dan Campbell alluded to. You know, you make mistakes in the National Football League, and chances are better than not, they're going to explode right in your face.
1: Well, Things are usually close in the National Football League, usually, you know. And so if you make one little mistake, it could mean the game.
0: Well, I found it interesting. Uh, Taylor Decker um, said afterwards, and he used adjectives that I just can't use on this program, Yes, that this is not the same old Lions.
1: Bleep, same old Lions. Bleep, like bleep, yeah,
0: bleep, yeah. bleep, 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 um, bleep. So, you know what, I, I'm sure from a player's standpoint, this would have been... An amazing win, number four in a row. This this state would have come unglued.
1: I agree with him. I do not think these are the same old lines. They competed with the Buffalo Bills. Their offense is pretty good.
0: All right, I'm going to play devil's advocate. It is a win-oriented league.
1: I know, but they're still in a rebuild. This is progress.
0: Well, you know what? I I didn't feel, I'll put it this way. I didn't feel as bad after this Lions Thanksgiving Day loss than I have in the past.
1: Yeah, because there was they've something been blown out this. before. This yep. is no blowout.
0: Uh, Nick, weigh in on this. Uh, are you under the impression that based on this Bill's performance, it's not the same old Lions?
3: Mm, I don't know. It sounds like the same old Lions. I was at the game. Uh, I was in the stands. And I just want to tell you, it, it is... It was a great time. The Bills fans were loud. There were a ton of them. But you don't really get the, the game time scenario when you're in the stands versus watching on TV.
0: Well, you know, it's... The thing is, it was there. It was there for the Lions to take. And again, it would have been enormous for them to do just that. And then they fall short. And, uh, you know, I think for, you know, Taylor Decker to say what he did. All right. That's first and foremost, you know, because I'm I'm sure he's heard it all before. And to make the statement that he did, same old Lions, he's heard a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to battle like they did against a damn good Bills team. okay, I get that. But sooner rather than later, you're going to have to start finding a way to win these things.
1: Yeah, and if they actually want to be involved in the playoffs, they're basically going to have to win most of their games coming up. But the schedule's easier now.
0: Uh, Well, you know, let's talk about that for a hot second. Uh, because this Jaguar team that's uh, coming in on uh, Sunday, they are not your father's Jaguars. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, at home yesterday, uh, they take care of a pretty good team the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And all of a sudden, you've got two, four, and seven teams going at it on Sunday. And I've always liked Doug Peterson, won a Super Bowl there in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, And I think he is, you talk about maximizing the talent that you have. Uh, When the Lions schedule came out, April, May, whenever, raise your hand if you didn't say that's an automatic Lions win.
1: Yeah, obviously.
0: I don't think there's anything automatic about it.
1: Well, not now. They beat they beat the Ravens, and they were, you know, can you say ballsy about it? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know.
0: Oh, great. Now I have to dump that.
1: <laughs> um, going for two.
0: Well, you know what? That, that, that's the mentality. Nobody expected us to come close to winning, let alone win. Why not? And I'll bet you if he pulled his football team at that point, because I was thinking the same thing, you know, watching it, uh, they all would have said, yes! What are we going to protect? Yeah. yeah. So Trevor Lawrence, 29-37, 321 yards, three TDs, uh, rating of 129.8. Uh, what is going to be interesting uh, when the Jaguars get to Ford Field, little homecoming for the likes of Marvin Jones and Great Jamal guy. Agnew. Great guy. Two of the best, both yep. of them. Yep. Both of them. And they both had a big touchdown in that win. So I'm sure it's going to be an emotional deal for uh, Marvin Jones and Jamal coming back in here.
1: Yes. If I were going to that Lions game, I would go in the locker room, and go talk to them. They are nice people.
0: Uh, so there you go. Now, the Monday night game tonight, you have a vested interest in, don't you?
1: Oh, well, I'm really good at making picks. Are we getting there already?
0: No, Group. not yet. <laughs> not yet. We do the uh, the uh, Monday night picks Towards the end of the show, to let everything build up to a complete and unadulterated crescendo. (laughs) Can
2: I just say, though, the fade Jamie parlay did not hit from last week because Jamie went one and one.
1: I won one of them.
2: You're just not good at picking Monday night games. We should add the Thursday night game just so Jamie has a fighting chance.
0: Well, you know what? We had a, we washed on the two last week.
2: That's what I'm saying. The fade Jamie parlay did not hit. Because I won Thursday. But Monday, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, I don't know if you've won one this year. I
1: don't think I have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what? There's a, there's no better time to turn things around because, you know, all things being equal, I think I know which way you're going to go tonight.
1: Probably do.
0: Not much of a secret. Now don't. <laughs> uh. Okay. Let me just pass this score along because it's in progress. Your Detroit Red Wings playing host to the Toronto Maple Laughs uh, right now, Torada up 2 1, 202 left in the opening period. Uh, Red Wings, they are just fine, are they not? Uh, right now, they are third in the Atlantic Division.
1: How about that? Speaking of playoffs,
0: you know, they got a, a ways to go. And remember, uh, a year ago at this time, we were discussing their playoff chances.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it, they were, then things uh, went south.
0: Yes, they yeah. did. After the new year, it was uh, not good. But. Uh, Coach Lalonde, I think, um, you know, he has the attention of this team. And I think what they're doing right is everything he discussed before they even dropped the puck in the preseason, that you had to be responsible, uh, responsible defensively, had to get some uh, breaks as far as the goaltending department, and your talented players got to make plays.
1: Well, they're on a four-game winning streak, and their goaltender, speaking of goaltender, has been Huso this whole time. So I like what I'm seeing.
0: So uh, I do as well and uh, hopefully uh, it continues. So all right, we've put it off as long as we can. Uh our Monday night selection. I know everybody's just
1: clamoring
0: <laughs> to find out what the heck we have to say.
1: I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> we'll have that and more as we continue here on 760 WJR. As always, thank you very much to soaring eagle casino and resort. Much appreciated your support of this radio show. The sports book On 760 WJR, Uh, before we get to the Monday night happenings, just to update you what's going on with the Pistons, Um, they had lost seven in a row. Then, they beat the Nuggets and Jazz on the Road. Now, they've lost two straight. They will host the uh, New York Knickerbockers tomorrow night. going to take time. Nobody panic.
1: They still have their injuries.
0: Yeah. And they're extremely young.
1: Extremely.
0: So, you know what? I think this team after the new year is going to gel very nicely. That's my prediction. All right. Uh, producer Nick Roddy is doing his job remote and I can see him on a monitor to my immediate right. Is that a hibiscus in back of you? <laughs> a fern. This fiddle leaf fig. Is, is that what it is?
3: Yeah.
0: That's a nice fiddle leaf fig. If I've ever seen one. you got to oh,
2: watch yeah. how you say that.
0: Yes, please. you do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
0: have to. You have to be very careful, Blake, and don't think I didn't think of that after I said it. <laughs> uh so all right, uh we move on with the Monday night selection. Now listen. Been doing this for a while. I adore you.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um the Monday night selection's horrible. I mean, my fridge is getting full. Yeah. Uh so let's keep her going. <sighs> uh you've got Pittsburgh Three and seven. They are one and four on the road, by the way. They are taking on the Colts. They are four, eight, and one. They're having disappointments all over the place. Um, But I will tell you this. The Colts are two and a half point favorites.
1: The Steelers are really bad this year. They have a worse record than the And it hurts me. Same. Same. But I can't root against, I can't bet against or root against the Steelers. Can't do it.
0: All right, so you're going to take the Steelers laying the two and a half.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds really bad with you saying it. But whatever, let's go.
0: Now, here's the thing. The Colts have lost seven straight to the Steelers since last winning. 14 years ago. That's a long time ago. Now, I know a lot was made, and I don't understand it. Um, You know, Jeff Saturday. All right, he has had minimal coaching experience. I get that. But... Future Hall of Famer, uh mainstay with the Colts during the Manning years, uh yada yada yada. Uh former center, centers know what the hell they're talking about. Know the game inside out. Uh so he gets the job and everybody explodes. So if Ursay, the owner, thinks about this and he's gonna fire Frank Reich, by the way he comes out and said it wasn't personal. Is it ever personal when you fire coaches? Uh and he says, hey, and I can imagine the conversation. You know, Jeff, look, i got to make a change. Would you be interested in being the interim guy? You, we've known each other a while. I know you know your, 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 the game. Senior on ESPN. You know yeah, what you're like, talking put about. put
1: down your broadcasting.
0: Yeah. So I know that there's people, who, this is what their profession is, and they've waited and they've waited and they've waited, and they've waited for their opportunity. And... As far as I know from what I've read, Saturday really has no interest in being the guy unless he rattles off.
1: He's just some placeholder?
0: Yeah. Well, there's six games left. And what is he now, one and one?
1: To me, he came in and didn't change all that much, right? It's just kind of cruise control for him. It's not like he's changing personnel and schemes. Well, he he
3: did put Matt Ryan back in.
0: Yeah, he brought Matty Ice back. Um, let me take a look here.
3: Yeah, their one loss was a one point loss to the Eagles last week. And I think it was a Jalen Hurts touchdown with under two minutes to go. So they had a lead against the Eagles last week after their, uh, win in his debut.
0: Well, one of the, uh, problems with the uh, Colts, it, it used to be a very difficult place to play. And they've lost their last two at home. So, um, you know uh, the Steelers, the way things are going this year, even at three and seven, well, yeah, I would imagine their road to the postseason is oh gosh, just about cut off.
1: Yes, I think ship sailed.
0: But I mean, is anybody second guessing the uh, Kenny Pickett decision? I wouldn't imagine so. I, I mean, don't this dude's so. your future.
1: He's the future. He's young. He's been put in terrible positions. No.
0: Uh, you know, watching uh, uh, that ball game last night with Juju uh, Smith Schuster. You know, and uh, who's the other dude from uh, Pittsburgh that skedaddled?
1: Oh, um, Claypool?
0: No. I was watching that uh, ball game last night, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers looks about as disinterested as...
1: But he said he got very hurt, but he said as long as they're mathematically involved, or, you know, he still wants to play. Mathematically alive.
2: But he stinks. (laughs) He stinks this year. He does. It's just factual.
0: I just don't think his mind is in it. Because again, I think if he Either had it his he,
2: body though. I I,
0: <laughs> I think if he had it his way, uh he'd be hosting Jeopardy right now. Period.
1: I heard this today that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are capable of having great games still, but not at the level they used to be and not at the consistency they used to be.
0: But I get the dude's point because, you know, they've really never provided him with wide receiver tools. Devontae Adams leaves. Okay, we all knew that was going to affect them.
1: Ever since they um, drafted Love, things have been downhill.
0: I don't know. I don't even know if uh, Aaron Rodgers plays again this year. How about that for a bold statement? Hot take. But then – but then again, the same can be said about uh, number nine, Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. The poor guy.
1: Why and, uh, play him now?
0: But right now, the Honolulu Blue and Silver pick via the Rams.
1: Pretty good. Number three. Pretty, pretty, pretty,
3: pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson under contract right now? Oh.
0: Rodgers. Rodgers. Oh, that Russell Wilson deal, Nick. That will His teammates p- hate him. <laughs> they despise him. Uh, you had the uh, D lineman walk by him and just chew him out. That will go down as the worst deal in professional sport ever. All right. Our time together is coming. <laughs> On broad.
1: that note, see ya.
0: Yeah. Uh, you get the uh, Steelers all yep. right, laying two and a half. Take the all Colts right. two and a half. Nikki, thank you. <laughs> Blake, thank you for that commentary. And uh, as always, thank you one and all for listening. To the sports book here on 760 WJR.